0: Yanam Janashalakaya Chakshura nilitam yena tasmai shigurave nama. Shichetanyamano bishdam. Stapitam yena bootale. Svayam rupakarama Dadati svapadantikam. Padantikam day, hum, shiguro. Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavaṃscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Vitam Tham Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padaṃ Sahagana lalita, shivisha Nama om vishnupadaya. Krishna prishtaya bhutale. Shimate bhakti vedanta. Swamin iti Namaste. Sarasvati de ve. Godavani prachadine nive sheshashunyavadi paschatya desadharine vanchaka patrubhyas chakripa sindhubya eva cha patitanam bhavane devo namo, namo. hey krishna karana sindhu dina vando jagat pate gopish gopika kanta radha khanta tapta kanchan gorangi radhe vrindavaneshvari rishabanu sute devi pranamami hari priya jay chaitanya Sri Advetta Giradhar, Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hadi. I have one additional verse here, which I just wrote out, um, because yesterday we had one meeting uh, of the um, revisions review panel of the BBT and uh, we had a consultation in this meeting with Dravida Prabhu, who is one of the uh, BBT English editors, or I think he's the BBT English editor now, uh, since, since decades. Uh, we were consulting with Dravida Prabhu, and Dravida is uh, famous for his recitation of verses, Uh, Sanskrit verses, and also he composes uh, wonderful metrical uh, verses in in English. Uh, And whenever, he's he's really happy to share uh, verses that he likes to remember. So you just sort of push a button on him. You say, Prabhu, can you recite a verse? Oh, yes. And then he'll recite some verse. And uh, this is the verse that he recited, but I can't, I can't, he re- recited from memory. I can't do that. I'm just started with it, nor can I get quite, it has a quite special um, syncopated rhythm, as as Dravida Prabhu said, it's um, it's jazz. And he says, because some verses uh, in the Vedastuti of the Bhagavatam, we understand, were spoken by them uh, before creation. And some of those are quite, have very special jazzy uh, meters. So he says jazz existed prior to the creation. Uh, So anyway, the verse goes like this. Uh, If you want to find it, Online, it's or it's in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antilila, Chapter Twenty, Verse One Fifty Six. It's the second to the very last verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mm-hmm. Parimalavasi tabuvanam sarason madita rasagirolambam giri sami hatum realized devotees are like bumblebees maddened by their own mellows at krishna's lotus feet the scent of those lotus feet perfumes the entire world soul that could give them up who is the realized soul who could give up the lotus feet of the Lord. Their scent is spreading all over the entire world. I thought also it's a nice, nice verse, a meditation for this time of pandemic pandemonium, because we're always concerned. We're all concerned about uh, the air we breathe. So the transcendental air that we can breathe is uh, the. Um, the transcendental aroma of Krishna's lotus feet. Okay, let us sing uh, Śrīla Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song. This is Bhajana Lala's uh, song number five. And this is based on verse number five of uh, Śrīla Rūpa Goswami's Upadeshamrita. And it goes like this Harihe oh Sangadosha Shunyo Dikshita Dikshita Jodi Jodhi Tabanama Gaya manose Adora Koribo Tahare Jani Nija Jona taya O Lord, I will mentally honor and consider as my brother. One who avoids bad company and sings your holy name, be he formally initiated or not. hoya baje tua pada Tahare pranati kori Ananya bhajane biga jono Tahare shebibo hari. I offer obeisance. To that person who is initiated and worships your lotus feet, and I will serve, O Lord, anyone who is fixed in unalloyed devotion to you. Sarva bhute sham je Bakter mati tahard darshanemani apana ke sheshangapaya. I consider myself greatly fortunate to even see that that devotee who looks upon all living beings equally. By obtaining his association, I know that I become successful in life. Mm-hmm. And the last verse, Nishkapata moti, Dharma kobe when will my mind become simple and inoffensive toward the Vaishnavas? and when will I cross over the ocean of worldly worldly existence to reach your abode of raja so, this is the, the last line is the Lala the longing expression. Okay, this, uh, let's see if this harmonium wants to work today. Pārīhē Sāṅga-dosa-sūnna Dikṣitā-dikṣitā nama gahaja Manase arare koribo Khoriva-tahare janani nicha janathaya sangadoshashani dikshita dikshita joritha nama gahaya manase adare koribothare janani nicha janna Tahaya Dikshita Haya Pade Tahare Pranati Kori Ananya Bajane, Vigya Jejana Tahare Sevibo Hari Dikshita Bajetu Pada Tahare Pranati Kohuri Ananya vajane vigya Jana Dahare Sedibo Hari Sarbabi Sarbabu Shama Jay Bhakti Matti Tarhana Darshan Emani Apanaka Dhanna Shesanga Paya Charitarta Oelun Jani Sarvabhute Shama Jay Bhakti Matti Tahara darshan ne mani. Apanakhe dhanya sesanga bhaiya. Charitartha poilum jani. Mishkapatha mati. Vaishnavye prati. E dharmak kave bhavo harē saṁ sādhana sindupāra hojē tababracchā tudē jābō niṣkapatta mattī vaiṣṇava ē e dharma kabē pābō Kaveh Sindhu par da golje abhabra chude jabob adde krishna adde krishna 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 hade hade Hadi. rama hade rama 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 hade hade Hare Krishna! Hare Krishna! Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. Hare am drum, drum, Krishna Krishna, kiss, Hare, Hare 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 Rama Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare dama, Hare, Hare kiss, hutti Hare, Hare Hare Hare, hutti Krishna. Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama. Hare Hare, Hare Hare, Bo. Hare Bo. Hare 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 Nitya Hare 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 Okay, let's go through the song again with English and Bangla, and uh, we might let's see. Um, Yeah, okay um, <laughs> we have one Bengali language expert with us today, Deva Shiranika David He has joined us from Zurich so we might uh, might be asking for some help from her if she's willing. <laughs> um so shangadosha shunya uh, actually i guess bangla would be dikita dikita not dikshita dikshita A huh? lord i will mentally honor and consider as my brother one who avoids bad company and sings your holy name be he formally initiated or not so the Formally initiated or not, here is dikshita dikshita, or again in Bengali, modern Bengali, in any case, dik, dikita, uh, Like Srila Prabhupada used to say, Maharaj Parikit. Uh, Jodi tava nam gaya. If, if your name, referring to the Lord, so addressing the Lord, if your name uh, is being sung, gaya, Mm, by such person. Manase adara. I um, I honor that person, Adara, Manase, in in my mind. Uh, or Koribo, I will honor that person in my mind. Uh, the uh, tahare of that per, of him, I guess. Um, jani nija janatai, janiya, Uh, in this case, it's knowing, but I think it's more like regarding, janiya nija janatai, will regard that person as one of mine, so it's translated here by Dasharatha Sutta Prabhu as, uh, I consider as my brother. Uh, and then the next verse, dikshita hoya. So, having been initiated, formally initiated, dikshita hoya, bhajje tu pada, I will worship. Uh, sorry, he he is worshiping your feet, uh, the Lord's feet. Tahri, pranati kori. I will offer obeisance, or I do offer obeisance ananya bhajane vigna jay jana tahare se hari i will serve that person o oh hari uh, who is ananya bhajane who is engaged in, uh, in worship of no other mm. and Vigya Ja jana um, I'm not sure. Vigya without, up, without obstacle. Let's go on. Sarva Shamo. Jay Bhaktir Mati. So we come to the third category of devotee. Tahar Darshane Mani. I consider myself greatly fortunate Um, to even see that person, to see that devotee who looks upon all living beings equally. Mm. Sarvabhute Sam, someone who regards all living beings as equal, jay Bhaktir Mati, uh, that devotee's mind, in that devotee's mind, Tahar Darshane Mani, uh, mani, I I regard uh, the darshan of that person, hmm. or I I money, I'm uh, I take take this as fortune. Uh, aponake danya, danya I think here is fortune. <clears throat> My own fortune, apanake. She shangapaya having. Uh, received his association, obtained his association. Charita Arta Hoylun Jani. Um, Charita Arta, success. Success of, of life, Charita um, Hoylun, will, uh, has happened. I, I understand it has happened, Jani. Nishkapata Mati. Uh, here in this verse is the word kabe, when. When will my mind become simple and inoffensive? Nishkapate, <clears throat> uh, mati. Uh, <clears throat> when will my mind become simple and inoffensive toward the Vaishnavas? "Vaishnavera proti. Proti is um, with regard to or um, in relation to? And when will I cross over the ocean of worldly existence? Shongshar Sindhu Par Hoje Kobe. When will this happen that I will cross this ocean of worldly existence to reach your abode? Tava Braj Pure To go to your abode. Uh, okay, so, um, <clears throat> I don't want to embarrass you, but uh, Deva Shiradika, do you want to say anything about the pangla of these verses?
1: Thank you, much, very much. Um, this part, uh, Ananya Bhajani Vigya Yejana, uh, perhaps Vigya here means that um, the one who knows Ananya bhajan, So, the one who is initiated and serves your lotus feet, I
0: pay my obeisances unto such a person. And the one who knows Ananya Bhajana, that such a person uh-huh. shall serve. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but that's how mm-hmm. I saw it. Okay. Uh, so... So this is the second um, second verse, and it's the well. It appears here as third line. Vigya, you're saying vigya, uh, one who knows jana, that person, vigya ananya bhajane, who knows, uh, who knows this bhajan, which is of no one else, like that.
1: I would assume so. I could be wrong but that, that's how I went
0: to it. Sounds, so. sounds as good as anything else. <laughs> okay. Uh, good, thank you. Um, as I said, this verse is obviously based on Srila Goswami's upad shamrita verse 5. So I thought we could look at that briefly. krishne yasya giritang Manasadrieta Dikshasti Chet Pranativamisham. Shushu Shayavajanavigya Mananyamanya Nindari Shunya Ridam Ipsitasangaladhya. One should mentally honour the devotee who chants the holy name of Lord Krishna. One should offer humble obeisance to the devotee who has undergone spiritual initiation, diksha, and is engaged in worshiping the deity. And one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others. Srila Prabhupada gives a quite long uh, purport to this verse. Uh, it has this progression with respect to uh, offering respects, And you can say in general, it's a, it's a guide for association with devotees in terms of, uh, of offering respect. And it's making distinctions. And these distinctions, Srila Prabhupada explains, are uh, the distinctions of the three levels of advancement, uh, which are described in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam. Canto 11, chapter 2, uh yam eva Shradhaye Natat shuchanyeshu sabhakta Smita is the lower level, someone who, and it's interesting if, if you think about it, um, one who is not yet initiated but is chanting the holy name is described in this verse as one who is worshipping the deity. But is not giving respect to other devotees. Okay, there's some sort of correlation or parallel here. Uh, and then the second level uh, from the Bhagavatam, Prema Maitri Samadhyama, is interesting because it's describing the Madhyama, which in the parallel of uh, Śrīla Bhakti verse, song and this verse uh, would um, correlate, so to say, with the devotee who is formally initiated. But within this verse, it's describing how the Madhyama Adhikari relates to uh, different levels of advancement. including how he or she relates to the Lord, Ishvaretat uh, Adineshu. Prema, one relates to the Lord with love. Uh, maitri, one relates with friendship, uh, with the devotees, Adina, those who are not fallen. <clears throat> uh, and Baliseshu, um, one is merciful, Kripa, giving mercy to those who are, innocent, and Upeksha one is keeping a respectful distance from those who are not respectful. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Prabhupada doesn't give here the third level, the uttama. Let's see, maybe later on he gives in the purport. Um, But it's uh, a very interesting purport. And there's uh, one or two encouraging verses that he quotes from chaitanya charitamrita madhya lila in this purport uh madhya lila 2269 jahara komala shraddha se kanishta jono krame krame te hobakta uttama one whose faith is soft and pliable is called a neophyte. But by gradually following the process, he will rise to the platform of a first class devotee. So that's nice. Krame, Krame, Tenho, Bhakta, Hoibe, Uttama. So we all have a chance. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> Uh, that we can progress, krame, krame. Um, not just a little bit, but Mahaprabhu says we can become uttama, we can come to the highest level. Uh, he quotes, Prabhupada also quotes from, uh, again, Chaitanya Charitamrita, a bit earlier, Madhyalila 15. Uh, he's speaking to Srila Satyaraj Khan, a great devotee of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He says, Prabhu kahe jara shuni ekobar Krishnaam she puja srishta shobhakar. If one hears a person say even once the word Krishna, that person should be accepted as the best man out of the common group. (laughs) If one even once says Krishna, and it doesn't say in what mood the person says, just if someone says Krishna, that's the best person in any group of people. Uh, He goes on, to say a little later, atayva jaramukke ekakrishnanam seto vaiṣṇava kariho tahar One who is interested in chanting the holy name of Krishna or who by practice likes to chant Krishna's names should be accepted as a Vaishnava and offered respects as such at least within the mind. So that goes back to the beginning of the verse. Um, Krishneti yasya... yasya... What do I want to say? Uh, Giri. Krishneti yasya giritang manasa adriyeta. Mm. And this is... um, Little technical grammar here, but adrieta. this would be in the optative case, which is, um, it's not the full imperative, but it has a very, uh, generally has a fairly strong imperative sense to it. One should, uh, one should do. What should one do? One should honor. One should honor how? Manasa, with the mind, that's the instrumental case or by the mind. Uh, Who should one honor by the mind? Krishna Iti, (laughs) Yasya Giritam, that person who who chants, who uh, expresses um, the word Krishna, Krishna Iti, the name Krishna. And, what I find interesting is what bhaktivinota is saying in addition to this in his song. Manase Adara, okay, he's worshiping, or sorry, honoring in the mind. Koribo Tahare, I will, I will do this. Jani uh, Nijajanathai. And this Jani has this apostrophe which means that uh, it's filling in for the final syllable, ya. So it would be janiya, which is the gerund form, as I understand. Uh, janiya, knowing or having known or having understood. Janiya, jana regarding that person as a relative, as as a brother in the translation of Dasaratsutta. So that's very nice. It's very uh, inclusive. And then he goes on, dikshita ho ya tahare pranati kori. And again, this lines up with, uh, the, with the verse, diksha asti chet, chet, if, someone has received uh, diksha pranati pranati be with obeisances plural not just one obeisance but plural but jantam <clears throat> um, that person engaged in devotional service isham to the lord and then uh, the third verse is in line with with the third uh, line of the Sanskrit verse, shushushaya, bhajana mannya, third and fourth line, nindadi shunya hridam, ipsita sangha labdhyā. Um, labdhyā, with, uh, with gaining the sangha, uh, which is desirable, ipsita, Uh, What is that desirable sangha? It's that of one uh, who um, is bhajana-vigya. Here we get the word vigya uh, in the Sanskrit, which we had in the Bengali in the second line, second verse. Bhajana-vigyam, which is translated here, one who is advanced in devotional service, in the word for word. Ananyam, so worship of none other. So it seems that uh, Bhakti shifts that up to uh, referring to the person initiated diksha, the second uh, category, uh, and then Anya Ninda Adi Shunya Riddham, the person uh, whose heart is pure shunya or devoid shunya of ninda-adi, of the of offense, etc., of making uh, of the inclination, as Prabhupada so nicely puts it, uh, uh, the tendency, or the, how does he put it? Mm. Whose heart is completely devoid, shunya, of the propensity to criticize others. Propensity. Uh this English word propensity uh, means a tendency, having having the inclination. Uh, so devoid of that. And then Bhaktivinoda Thakur's last verse is the lo- expressing the longing. When will that time come? Nishkapata mati Vaishnavar proti, a dharma hobe pabu. When will my mind become simple and inoffensive? Nishkapata mati. Simple and inoffensive toward the Vaishnavas. And when will I cross over the ocean of worldly existence to reach your abode of Raja? So the, the longing expression, and of course with the, excuse me, with the longing is also a sense of anticipation. Uh, that time will come, uh, as we also read, uh, just krame krame as we proceed in our practice, jahar komala shraddha se jana. Krame krame tenho bhakta hoibe uttama. Uttama, we can say, means anticipating, longing for and anticipating and eventually reaching uh, the spiritual abode. Hare Krishna. Śrīla bhakti ki jai. So um, let's see if anyone wants to share something, show and tell time. We didn't have any pre-scheduled, but that doesn't mean we can't have unscheduled. If anyone has something, Uh, maybe I should see what's happening in the chat Everyone's greeting, everyone. Okay. Um, As I mentioned last time, today, if everything works as planned, we will have uh, a very nice guest, surprise guest with us uh, in less than 20 minutes. So before that, uh, I want to go back to our Bhagavad Gita eighth canto, and I also want to, oh, maybe before that, yeah, let's do this before, because otherwise I may miss. So, one thing we want to do is share with you a link to the film which Chitrakarani has been working on for literally years now, close to four years. Um, And you are all invited to watch this film, The Book of Wisdom. What is it called? The Book of Wisdom. In its Book of Wisdom, the Bhagavata Purana. It's an hour-long film documentary, which um, we started filming in January 2017, and uh, Chitra Karani, is she here with us? Uh, She's been working on it ever since. Um, Wait, I have to change this to everyone. Yeah. And uh, you're all invited to preview this at your, at your leisure when you have time. And uh, that's supposed to work as a link. I hope it works as a link. It doesn't look like... Huh? Um, let me see if it links to anything. No, it's, I don't know why that. Hmm. Um, help.
1: I think, Guru that uh, Chitakarni said she would remove uh, the movie after a while. No, but then she put
0: it, then she put it back, or she put it in a different place just a few minutes ago saying that uh, we could, we, just for us, but um, <laughs> let's see. Well, it works when I do that from elsewhere, but it doesn't seem to want to work from here. Well, maybe, no, copy. Okay, what I'll do, is here, I've got the link as a normal link. And I'll paste that here. Okay, that should work now. Yeah, so this is um, an hour-long film. And uh, it's not completely finished because it will have English subtitles. Eventually, it will also have other Uh, Subtitles, uh, depending on the preparation of subtitles, Uh, we already have being worked on Chinese version, um, and uh, I think also Turkish version. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, so, I won't say more about that, except to say you're welcome to watch it. And also, uh, Chitrakarani is asking us to look with a critical eye, which is to say, uh, if there's something in particular you think might be improved, of course, we can all find so many things. I should point out, this is a low budget film. Uh, My godbrother Yogeshwar Prabhu in New York who has considerable professional experience with filmmaking, um, told me one time when I expressed interest to make a documentary on the Bhagavatam. He said, don't even think about making a film with less than (laughs) $100,000. Well, uh, the budget for the film that you will see is, I don't know, maybe one-tenth of that. <laughs> In any case, you're welcome to see it. And uh, if you have comments for it, um, I think don't direct them to me. Uh, you could direct them, I guess, directly to Chitra um, or I'm not quite sure how that can be managed. Maybe Dharm. Dharma Gupta has an idea. Yeah. Okay. Bhagavatam. Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. I'm looking at Shrimad Bhagavatam canto 8 chapter 9 verse 29 yat yujjate suvas karma manovacobir dehat majad ishunebis tadasat pritatvat eva sat pavati yat kriyate pritatvat sarvasyatat pavati moolanichechanang yat in human society there are various activities performed for the protection of one's wealth and life by one's words, one's mind, and one's actions. But they are all performed for one's personal or extended sense gratification with reference to the body. All these activities are baffled because of being separate from devotional service. But when the same activities are performed for the satisfaction of the Lord, the beneficial results are distributed to everyone. Just as water poured on the root of a tree is distributed Throughout the entire tree. This is coming uh, in the context of Mohini Murti having distributed the nectar not to the Asuras but to the Devatas. Um, It says in verse 23, the demons had developed affection for Mohini Murti and a kind of faith in her, and they were afraid of disturbing their relationship. Therefore, they showed respect and honor to her words and did not say anything that might disturb their friendship with her. Now, the irony in this verse is very thick because here we have none other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the disguise of a beautiful woman, Mohini Murti, to whom the demons are now attracted and in whom they now have some kind of faith, it says in Prabhupada's translation. Tasyam kṛtāti pranayāha krita rāha <clears throat> hmm. Krita-ati-pranayāha because of, in his word for word, staunch friendship. <laughs> they had friendship with the Lord in this particular form, in any case. And therefore, pranaya apaya katra, they were afraid that their friendship with her would be broken, and therefore they didn't protest when she began the distribution to the devas, as she was smiling, smiling and saying, uh, she explains, "Oh, let's let's." let's give it to the devas first because they're not so advanced as you, asuras. Um, they, they won't understand. If, if I give it to you first, they'll be very disturbed. So uh, we'll, we'll first give to them and then we'll give it to you. Yes? Yes. Okay. And in this way, of course, the demons are bewildered. Mm. But now here's the thing. Well, okay, let's go on uh, with the verses up to 29, because now comes the, the episode with Rahu. Uh, what did Rahu do? He covered himself with the dress of a demigod, and thus entered the assembly of the demigods and drank nectar without being detected by anyone, even by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The moon and the sun, however, because of permanent animosity toward Rahu, understood the situation, thus Rahu was detected. Now in the purports, I won't have time to go through these, but in the purports, it seems like Prabhupada is saying, well, you know, the Lord knows everything, so he... He also knew what's going on, but he's allowing it to go on uh, because he has a purpose and the purpose is to demonstrate the potency of uh, the nectar. Uh, The Supreme Personality of Godhead Hari using his disc, which was sharp like a razor, at once cut off Rahu's head. So we have more head chopping as we had in uh, the, pastime of um, Parashuram, when Rahu's head was severed from his body, the body, being untouched by the nectar, could not survive. Rahu's head, however, having been touched by the nectar, became immortal. Thus, Lord Brahma accepted Rahu's head as one of the planets. Since Rahu is an eternal enemy of the moon and the sun, he always tries to attack them on the nights of the full moon and the dark moon. Now that would, uh, if we had more time, we could get some consultation with our astrologer, uh Rasundari Hari. I think he's with us, um, but maybe we'll have to wait for that because I want to now make um, a request and a suggestion and a request, you may say, for any of you who want to try it, uh, a bit of homework for next week. And the homework is to write a dialogue, a dramatic dialogue, a very short dramatic dialogue Uh, It can take, mm, I would say, maximum two minutes to read. And it's quite okay if it's less than that. And the dialogue is on what subject? It's taking any two persons, personalities from within this whole pastime of churning the ocean of milk. It might be a dialogue between Rahu and the moon. It might be between one of the demons and one of the devas while they are churning. Um, It might be Mohini Murti and uh, someone else. And if you like, you can... um, you can change the context, you can make it a modern context if you like. Um, let your imagination take, take you wherever, wherever it wants to go. And then next week, um, we'll invite you to read your dialogues How does this sound? And if we have a lot of dialogues, we may we may need to um, spend more time because uh, we have another event also next week. Uh, I believe next week we have an initiation. So, but uh, in any case. You are welcome. Uh, This is something you can think about. I would say, you know, don't think too long because the week goes quickly. So uh, start writing, you know, sometime by the middle of the week at least. Start writing something and uh, see what you come up with. I think this will be fun. If you want to have um, you know as a dialogue and you um, you want to do it as a dialogue with one other person um, that you are with, then you can invite them to join as well for that time. How does it sound? Okay, I just had this idea this morning and... Uh, I think it can be fun. And it's a way to think about Shrimad Bhagavatam, Krishna's pastimes. Yeah. Okay, we have, uh, do we have our guest arriving yet, Dharma Gupta? Uh, no, Guru Maharaj. I... Can't see him yet, so I'm just okay. I'll let you know he, he, he should join every every minute. Okay. I'll see chat. Chat is okay. Oh, great. Okay. Um dum I don't want to start with something else because I want to jump in as soon as our guest comes. Um,
1: Guru should I share something shortly? It's not show and tell, but just tell in in one minute.
0: (laughs) Yes, okay. (laughs)
1: Um, I was thinking maybe it will be inspiring for some devotees because now we cannot uh, see each other so much in person. Um, But um, we're doing a lot of reading groups and I think it's also popular to do it online. Um, mm-hmm. now we are fortunate here in Radha Dish, We have few reading groups in person and we do it very simply. We just meet and read a book that inspires everybody. And there's different formats, um, that we are doing. So in one group, we are just reading Venugita, Gita and it's like, um, meditational reading where we have some music and then we share reflections on Venugita Gita and the pastimes. And in one, we just read the book of uh, Yamuna Devi with the audio of uh, Dina Tarani and um, see the pictures and so on. And then at the end, reflect on that. And in uh-huh. one group, we read Krishna book together whenever we have time. It's more spontaneous. But um, I think there's different formats that devotees do all over the world with some prepared questions. We are not so prepared. Um, But I think this is something that's possible and it really enables one to connect deeper and share some insights.
0: Yeah, very good, very good. You know, I had this funny thought that after this whole pandemic situation passes and things go back to normal, there's going to be, of course, course, a lot of happiness and I think there's going to be some lamentation also that, oh, during that that time we had these nice reading groups and so on, but now we don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm almost expecting that to happen. Um, one more thing I have to share with you. This is just kind of for fun, and it's, um, how to say, maybe a little tangential to our normal sphere of um, spiritual practice, but this is a link to a song uh, which is done as a chorus online, but from uh, from people all over the world. And one of the people all over the world uh, who appears at, I noted it down, at uh, number, yeah, At minute two and 37 seconds, on the top left um, corner, my older brother, my brother will appear. Uh, He joins in uh, the singing of this song. So it's a very nice song also. And uh, the way the person has, has arranged it is really quite nice. Okay. Um, So, is our guest with us? Not yet, Guru Maharaj. Not yet? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. He he just joined. He just joined. Yes, he's here. Okay. Um, Well, can he appear before us? because I don't see him yet. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
2: Jai. Sorry, there
0: you are. Brahma, Tirta, Prabhu. Yeah. Vanchakalpatarubhyascha, right. Kripa, Sindubya, Eva, Cha, Patitha, Nam, Bhavan, Ebyo, Vaishna, Vebyo, Namo, Namaha. Thank you so much for joining us so early in the morning for you. It's
2: 8 o'clock, not so early, but sorry for the delay, a little technical stuff, but I'm here.
0: That's quite okay. So let me introduce you to everyone here. Brahmatirtavu is my brother who... Who is better known, in, I'm sure you get introduced this way all the time, but he's better known by his, in, by his, um, how to say, legal name, Bob Cohen, uh, because it is Brahmatirtha, as Bob Cohen, who spoke with Śrīla Prabhupāda, uh, questions which came to be known as perfect questions <laughs> to which Srila Prabhupada then answered perfect answers. And soon after they had uh, these, these conversations, um, which were recorded of course, Srila Prabhupada was so happy with them that he had devotees transcribe and then publish as a book, perfect questions perfect answers uh which is now in how many times has it been reprinted in english oh
2: i, I don't know but i think it's 44 languages
0: 44 languages <laughs> it's probably more than any other um bbt book i would think maybe ishopanishad uh has more but um in any case, uh, for this, y- you are better known, but we thought it would be nice if you can be also uh, more personally known to all the devotees here by your personal appearance. And so glad to be here. I'm glad you're with us. Um, Maybe you can tell us a little, first of all, how this happened, that you met Srila Prabhupada. I know it's a Peace Corps story. Um, can you say a bit how this came about for everyone?
2: Yeah, uh, first of all, I'm I'm so glad to see you again, Maharaj. Uh, we've had such good times together. Our at the GTU and then and Gainesville and our weekly kirtans and I miss all of that, that yes uh, I, I, times I sh- we spent together.
0: I should say uh, that Brahma Prabhu uh, has always my gratitude for so many things. He's I consider him one of my mentors and uh, and also it was Brahma who arranged. For my first real, how can we say, my first real job <laughs> after uh, finishing my academic uh, my academic studies, he arranged for me to come and teach at the University of Florida uh, for one year, for two semesters, and then I had such a nice time being there in. Gainesville for that time, getting so much of his and many, many nice devotees association.
2: Yeah, we, we, and and uh, Maharaj, you've always been the inspiration for me with your uh, calm, very um, uh, uh, inviting presentation. Uh, the way you present Krishna is uh, Folks don't feel judged, they feel invited. And, and that's always been a problem in the movement since the very early days I've been involved. Do we feel judged or do we feel invited? Mm-hmm. Later on, I'll tell you a story of how Prabhupada dealt with me on that issue. Um, uh, a very intimate story, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I always so much appreciated. And uh, I we see you as my mentor. And now that we have uh begun the bhaktivedanta institute in full earnest uh we expect uh you to be my uh our guest here in the near future um uh very much so just so you know this i'll put it up here this is the bhaktivedanta institute's new headquarters in gainesville yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it used to be the house of the president of the university. And our yes. first guest is living in that room in the upper right. And that's Jai okay. Swami.
0: Oh, <laughs> very good.
2: So uh, we're and our library, which today we start under Keshihanta's supervision, stacking the books on the shelves, include over 3000 books, including uh-huh. the entire library of Shaya Eisenberg and the late Gene Thursby.
0: Oh, very interesting. Okay, very good. Uh, And
2: you know Gene so well.
0: Uh, I don't know him well. I met him, Oh. I met him once. He had retired when you were there. Yeah, I met him once only.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, And and we have uh, the library of Vidyananda who passed on and he was one of the original Project Matsya, so it's original Bhaktiva note editions, et cetera. Oh, And wow. then on top of that, Krishna Shetra has moved to, not Krishna, you're Krishna, uh, Krishna Abhishek has moved to Gainesville, literally across the street from me, so the IVS and the uh, BI can join forces. Krishna Abhishek moved to Gainesville? Literally across the street from me. I walk out my front door, straight ahead, I'm in his, <laughs> in his house. I arranged the house for him, I mean, but- um,
0: <laughs> Well, there's a story about your house also. <laughs> Maybe how you, how you bought it, sold it, and bought it again. <laughs> yeah,
2: and so oh,
0: all these things happening. Um, first,
2: let me see, is there anybody, I see there's so many people here today. Is there anybody here who I've met before? At least I should greet and say hello but I, I only have one screen worth of people in front of me. But is there yeah. any, I've been to Croatia. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm thinking I must've met somebody. Is there anybody who I've met before? Could you um, say hello?
0: Yeah, send a message.
2: Yes, yeah, But that a was message. some
0: years ago, the last time you were in Croatia, when was that?
2: Well, that was about, um, Uh, about 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, um, I had always promised Sridhar Swami. Actually, it wasn't Croatia. It it was... um, Slovenia. um, Slovenia, not Croatia I visited. But uh, I had promised... uh, 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 I I, I, I had promised um, Sridhar Swami that I would visit that area before he died. You said you have to go there so I feel very um obligated uh to go again
0: yeah
2: yeah and you know, the hospitality was simply wonderful I do stay in touch with my friend
0: Mayapur yeah it's good
2: and then my um, brother wrote, wrote a book about uh, uh Croatia and Serbia I told you about that oh yeah so that gave me another connection there yeah um okay uh uh Oh, Mukunda's here, I think. Mukunda, are you here?
0: Yes, Mukunda. And uh, Pandava is also saying hello. He says he cooked in, he says, the blue house. Um, I don't know if that's part of Krishna house or what.
2: Probably. Uh, Oh, I know Pandava. No, uh, where is Pandava? Say something so your picture pops up front. (laughs) Where is Pandava? Can Pandava say something? I don't know. Hello, There he is. Hey, Uh, Pandava, long time. Yes, long time. Nice to see you. Nice to hear you again. (laughs) No, we were old friends. Used to hang out all the time. And then uh, Mukunda is uh, offering me the famous uh, Slovenian ice cream. and uh, Anupama, yes, I remember we spoke with Rida Inanraj. and then we have um, the wife of Kalakanta, the cow person who our BI folks are still in touch with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, um, very good. Well, it's I a small greet- world. Yeah, and I wanna greet people I know and uh, offer uh, kind respect. In 1968-ish, I was wandering around Greenwich Village um, in New York. Now, let me ask, is everyone here an English speaker?
0: Those who are not are getting simultaneous translation uh, in Polish and Spanish. Okay, and if I speak... Yeah, if you don't speak too fast, uh, they can manage.
2: And if I'm speaking too fast, they should let me know or I'll repeat okay. something. Because okay. uh, you know, I'm getting used to giving classes in translation now. Right. And also it's a little more complex because most of you don't know that English is my second language. See, I'm <laughs> from New Jersey and those yeah. of us from New Jersey say English is our second language because of the accent we
0: pick up there. Or maybe third language because there's New Jersey, there's American, and then there's English.
2: Exactly. Now I'm in the South, so it might be fourth. Yeah. So around 1967 or eight, I was in New York City and there was a Harinam party. And on the party Jai Swami tells me he was highly likely on the party. And I saw these people in the streets of New York. And I used to go hang out in the village. I was just a teenager. And um, it was strange. Uh, You always saw these in Greenwich Village in the hippie days, you saw a lot of strange folks. Maybe I should explain.
0: Maybe I should explain Greenwich Village. is a small area of a few blocks within Manhattan. Manhattan Island is the central part of uh, what we call New York City. So Greenwich Village, go ahead.
2: Okay. Um, And uh, the um, um, and in that time, that was the hippie capital of the east side of America. San Francisco was the hippie capital of the west side. And, in, and I used to go visit the village and wander around just to, looking for something. I didn't know what I was looking for. Um, I had grown up with a disability. So I spent many hours trying to avoid people hiding in the woods, wondering what death was about. I I couldn't figure, death bewildered me. Nobody could ever die. Something inside me said, no one could ever die, but people were dying. And it really bewildered me. So I was looking for solutions to that. You know, reading books on philosophy and whatever. Then when I was in Greenwich Village, I'd wander in the bookstores, I picked up a Gita uh, Maharaj, you're familiar with the gita franklin edgerton's yes and um in and, and then i franklin edgerton's gita he says tat twamasi thou art that in other words i'm god your god that didn't resonate very well with me but the <laughs> gita i found to be a great curiosity <clears throat> so right and then i i um When I saw the devotees chanting, I didn't know what it was, but I had two impressions. One, they were the biggest exhibitionists, meaning show-offs. In the village, you had many people who were like that in Greenwich Village, just (laughs) dressing different. In order to conform, everyone had to be different. Right. Just like nowadays, if you go to the uh, higher end stores in America, you can buy a pair of jeans for $40, but if you wanna buy jeans that already have holes in it, that costs you
0: $50. I've seen jeans for $200. <laughs> oh, well. <wow. laughs> because <Yeah>. they're worn.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're worn. So the, in other words, you buy something that looks old so you can um, uh, conform by being a nonconformist. The whole thing was bewildering to me, and when I saw the devotees, I said one of two things: they're either the biggest exhibitionists, or in some way they're above it all. Because the devotees they had the left sock was green, the right sock was blue. They're wearing some version of a bedsheet, had a had a tail at the back of their head. I mean, in in. That time in New York, you saw a lot of strange people, but this was above and beyond strange. And <laughs> yeah. I stood there listening in amazement. I said, maybe these people are above it all. I just didn't know. And then one devotee came up to me, will you buy a Back to Godhead magazine? And I'd, I was a very soft touch for panhandlers. Panhandlers meaning people begging for money. So I, I was a very soft touch. And I after the last person I gave money to, I said, the next person I'm just going to yell, no, because I'm just tired <laughs> of it. So some devotee comes up to me, will you take a magazine? I go, no. <laughs> but I regretted that.
0: Yeah.
2: I really regretted it because something stuck in my mind from the Maha Mantra. It really stuck deep. And then some of you have seen the play or the movie Hair. Uh, and in, in this play, it was a play about the hippie anti-war generation. In this play, it was an extremely popular play on Broadway in New York. And in this play, uh, they twice sing the Hare Krishna Mantra. And um, of course, the last time they sing it, it goes like this, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, happy marijuana, happy marijuana. Mm -hmm. It goes something (laughs) like that. In those days, both of those were appealing to me. So, uh, uh, I learned the mantra from um, the um, our, in those days record albums and I just started chanting and I couldn't get it out of my mind just like you get a song in your mind you can't shake it well this was a song I couldn't shake and it's been uh, half a century I still can't shake it <laughs> so what could I do the other songs have come and gone <laughs> but this one still stays there. Then I uh, went to Sixth Second Avenue. I f- found out where the temple was somehow, because there was no Googling. There was no way to find these things so easily. But I don't even remember how I found it. So finally, I said, I'm going to find out what's going on. So I show up at Sixth Second Avenue. And just before I got there, devotees had moved down to, I think, 61 Second Avenue. And at that time, nowadays, we have many modern inventions. Uh, you know, we, we, we have uh, cell phones and computers. Those days, we didn't have any of those inventions. And one of the inventions that was missing in those days was the sign saying, we have moved down the street. <laughs> <laughs> the devotees yet had not... That sign had not yet apparently been invented.
0: <laughs> right. That we
2: have moved. You know, a piece of paper you write on it. We have moved down the street, but um, that sign wasn't invented. So six months later or so, I found out their new address. So I went there to try to find out what's going on.
0: It took it took you six months. <laughs> to find yeah, out.
2: I mean, you don't Google. You don't. You know. Yeah. You just. just I think I ran into some devotees at the Port Authority bus terminal in New York. I said, where is your place? Uh-huh. And so they, I got the address and I wasn't living in New York. It was an hour bus ride for me to go to New York. Um, so then I went to that place, but again, it was the same time frame. So uh, it, it was the pre-sign age, like we have the pre-computer age. So the sign had not yet been invented. So they had moved to 439 Henry Street in Brooklyn. Oh no. (laughs) So again, I couldn't find them. By then I'm in college. Um, um, I'm studying engineering. I go back to New York and I finally find the place and I walk into the temple and there's a strong smell of incense. And these people dressed in strange ways, speaking a strange jargon that I didn't know what the words meant. And I said, I'm interested in your philosophy. Do you have any books? So they sold the, when somebody walks in off the street and I didn't look like a hippie. So, you know, I I look like a kind of a normal person. They're very interested. Yes, we'll sell you a book. But they only had one book for sale then that was in stock. Now imagine if your very first book on Krishna consciousness was Nectar of Devotion. <laughs> so I got this book that smelled like incense and had a beautiful picture on the front. I said, now I'm going to find out what this mantra is about and start understanding the philosophy. And I started reading the book and I said, Oh, this makes no sense to me. I must be holding it upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure it out because, uh, you know, Nectar Devotion was intended as an internal book for the devotees, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And yeah. it's not an introductory book. I think, Maharaj, it's fair to say that.
0: I think it's fair enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I said, Hmm. Uh, I still couldn't figure it out. So then I went back again and I started understanding a little more. And in college, I read two more versions of the Gita uh, for my classes. Uh, Dr. Um, Radhakrishnan's Gita, which it turns out Prabhupada said, you can read the verses, but not the purports. And Mm -hmm. even when I read it then, I wasn't at all a devotee. I thought his purports were off the wall. I just understood (laughs) it 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 didn't tell me anything I wanted to know.
0: (laughs) That's because you were actually already a devotee. (laughs) uh,
2: Well, I figure considering that I have a voice made for newspaper and a face made for radio, but since I had a voice made for newspaper, I figured last life I must have been in India and made fun of a kirtan party and Uh get my karma. But I mean, it was very clear to me I had lived in India before. I had some very dramatic experiences indicating that to me. Mm. Um, So when I uh, uh, read the Gita in college, um, it fascinated me. And one particular verse uh, appeared really stuck in my mind. Now, not in Sanskrit, because I'd never seen Sanskrit before, didn't know any Sanskrit, but the English, even if one commits the most abominable activities, if he's on a devotional path, he's considered saintly because he's rightly situated. I'm paraphrasing. But um, that verse struck in my mind. And I said to my professor, I don't know if, if you know uh, Professor Kohler, K o l l e r, he had written several. I've, books. I've
0: come across his name.
2: Yeah, he was very inspiring to me. He was my professor of Oriental philosophy. I was studying mm-hmm. engineering, but uh, I, um, it at really, which
0: at which university?
2: A Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in upstate New York. It's okay. a school of nerds.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But you eventually became a geologist.
2: I was studying chemistry. And then later on, I did my uh, upper degree in geology. Okay. My undergraduate was chemistry. Mm. Um, But the only thing that interested me in college was humanities. Mm. Everything else was boring me like Mm. no end. Um, But I was sort of stuck. And, Professor Kohler, really, when I asked Professor Kohler, please explain this verse to me, he answered, it's intuitively obvious, meaning he <laughs> has no idea what it means. None whatsoever. <laughs> now, that this verse is very important. I'll explain why in a moment. Yes. Then I said to Professor Kohler, I really, I got to understand India better. He says, you should go to India. So I applied to the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Peace Corps uh, it still exists. It's a program where uh, very hard to get in to, but very easy to get assignments like India in those days, because India was considered the worst assignment in the
0: world. You filled out your form, three options, India, India, India.
2: That's all I wanted was India. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't go to India, I wouldn't go. So right before I graduated college, I got my letter saying you've been accepted. I was shocked. I had forgotten I'd applied.
0: Oh, remember
2: <laughs> if you can remember the 60s, you certainly weren't there. <laughs> um, so I had forgotten I, I had applied. And um, so, the next thing I know, a month later, I'm on a plane uh, on the way to India. Mm-hmm. And um, when I It was a very um, surreal plane ride, 32 hours in the same seat, because the flights then couldn't go very far. So it was one of the early 747s, but they didn't have good distance. So it had to stop at at many places. So I sat there for 32 hours, finally landed in Delhi, and they pull up the staircase to the plane. There were no jetways. And they had just dug out and added a new runway in New Delhi and it was a very old terminal, um, quite decrepit, um, not like the modern Delhi airport, which is quite modern. Um, And I noticed in the modern Delhi airport, they have a a beautiful uh, Bajan band playing and a craft store of all the Indian crafts and right next to it is Victoria's Secrets selling ladies underwear. So um, that's New Delhi. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Quite a contrast. I'm still like, and I saw that light was like, wow. Anyway, so when I landed in Delhi, they just dug out for a new runway and they didn't know any ecology. So they made a mess and there were these giant hordes of flying cockroaches surrounding the plane giant horde. So the flight attendant goes down the steps first, and she sees the cockroach starts yelling and screaming, and she flies to India every week. And she jumps up on a table of one of the customs people that's right at the foot of the staircase. And she's yelling and screaming. And then I walk down the steps. And as soon as I touched the ground in India, I felt I was home, even though it was such chaos and madness and I'd been sitting in the same seat for 32 hours and everything, but as soon as I got there, I felt relaxed and home. So I knew I'd been to India before, just Mm. intuitive. I had to have been there before. (laughs) And then, um, uh, oh, my friend Mayapur just joined. Hare Krishna, my dear friend Mayapur, wherever you are on the screen. Um, Okay. One of my closest friends. Ah, oh, there you are. Hare Krishna, my dear Bravita. friend Maya Hare Krishna.
0: Hare both, Mayapur. Hare Krishna. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So then, um, so then I'm in India, and I'm, I um, took the after some training, I had to go out for a weekend on my own and see if I can speak, uh, practice my Hindi. Uh, and take a train and come back. So they ended up sending me to the, uh, the town of Tanasur, which is the bus station for Kurukshetra. Oh, I took a bus there. So I get off this bus, and in front of me is the temple shaped like a chariot. Mm-hmm. And so I said, wow. And I'd been there just, just, according to Radana Swami's book, just a week or two after Radana Swami had passed through Kurukshetra oh. <laughs> on his journey home. Um, but fate wasn't that we should meet at that time. Yeah. And then I went to the university. And at the university of Kurukshetra, I walked in the student union and I was surrounded by students. It's very rare to see a non-hippie Westerner wander through a place like that. And the hippies then were so stoned, you couldn't talk to them. And the Peace Corps made us cut off all our hair before we went. And um, of course, Krishna did that to me later on in life anyway. But um, (laughs) so I went to the university and I was surrounded by students. They wanted to talk to me. I thought it was wonderful. And I asked them this question, does anybody really chant Hare Krishna? See, hmm. at that time in New York, every, after Prabhupada came, the other yogis got wind of the money that was available. And every week, some yogi was flying into New York announcing, I am God. The local <laughs> newspaper, the Delhi News, made it their centerfold once a week. It was a running joke for several <laughs> years of all the gods coming to India. This, well, We have God everywhere now. And so how can I tell if Prabhupada was legitimate? If these Krishna devotees are legitimate or they're just some cult? We had Rajneesh and Guru Ji, and all these weird, weird folks coming to New York after Prabhupada. And how could I tell what, uh, uh, what was legitimate and what wasn't? So I knew only way to find out was to go to India there was so many weird gurus coming to America. So mm-hmm. I knew I had to be in India. So now that I'm in India, I want to find out. So I go to the, the, when I realized I was at Kurukshetra, because I didn't know I was going to Kukshetra because the bus station has a different name. So I went to university <laughs> and I asked the students, do you chant Hare Krishna? And, and this was right before a war with Pakistan, about uh. <laughs> six, nine months before a war with Pakistan. So the students go, Krishna, we don't care about Krishna. All we care about is Nixon. What do you think of Nixon? <laughs> he was a president of America then, kind of an yes. odd fellow. Um, yes, <laughs> I, said, I said, I ran away from all the politics of America. I was involved in fighting Vietnam War and marching for civil rights and all those things. I want to get away from politics. I want to find out why people died and all they want to do is talk about Nixon. So (laughs) I talked about Nixon and then left and very disappointed. And then I got my assignment and Krishna gave me special mercy. When I was in training in New Delhi, the former Peace Corps workers who I was replacing described their living conditions. And I said, my God, if I ever have to live like that, I'm out of here on the next plane because I can always quit and they send me home. And then when I got my assignment, it was nothing like they said, Hmm. nothing at all. Like they said, it was much worse, (laughs) much, much worse. I lived in the most backward state in India, in the most backward part of the most backward state, in the most backward town, in the most backward district. And that was uh, Bihar. And those who know anything about India understand what I'm talking about.
1: Hmm.
2: And then I was the remotest place in Bihar, such that the Peace Corps management would never visit me. But... It was Krishna's mercy, because I would take a steam locomotive, the old choo-choo train, for an hour drive. Uh, Hey, who doesn't want to be on a choo-choo train? I even one time went up to the engineer and I said, in Hindi, can I drive? And he goes, sure. So I fulfilled my childhood dream and drove an old steam locomotive choo-choo train. So Who gets to do that in this life? (laughs) <laughs> but it was a coal area, so they had these coal-driven choo-choo trains. Uh, when I was a kid, I would have model railroads. So maybe you had one, Maharaj, when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to actually be on a real train. So then I was, um, I would take the train to the Jamshedpur Junction and then take an overnight train to Calcutta. It turns out, of all the assignments... I had the closest to Calcutta Mm. could have been anywhere in India. So I would go to Calcutta because it was the nearest large city. I had very little money my pay was, you know, $50 a month, but it was enough. I could go to Calcutta. And then I was, I would visit temples and churches and I would ask people, why are you praying? What are you praying for? I wanted to understand what was going on. And the answer was the equivalent, do you have Amazon in Croatia? Do they have Amazon there? Um, Mail order where you order
0: things? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if they have yet. <laughs> well, they all know what Amazon is. Yeah, I What you see.
2: do is, is you, Put your credit card online and you order whatever you want and a day or two later it gets delivered to your door. So when I was in India in the early 70s it was the equivalent of Amazon because people would go to the church or the temple and say God this is what I want and I want it the next day by (laughs) Federal Express. I (laughs) want it the next day it was no different than Amazon.
0: Mm.
2: And um, I was very uh, bewildered. And then I went to Calcutta and Giri Rajshwami was speaking. He was Brahmacharya then. And I saw a sign, Hare Krishna Festival. I immediately went there and he was giving such a smart talk. I can still remember parts of the talk. Mm. Such a brilliant talk. And I said, this finally makes sense to me. First hmm. time I'd been in India in, in six months or more that someone had spoken anything that made sense. And uh, then I started visiting the Calcutta temple whenever I go to, Cal, uh, to uh, Calcutta. And uh, then Albert would, Road, uh,
0: number three, Albert Road. Still there. Yeah,
2: And I would stay overnight at the Salvation Army guest house for five rupees and visit the <laughs> temple. And then one time I was there, Prabhupada was there. And somebody said, would you like to meet Prabhupada? I said, yes. So I walk in and Prabhupada says, so you have a question. And I had just come from Bodh Gaya, where the Buddha received enlightenment. And I sat under an alleged sapling of the same tree the Buddha sat under. And I sat under, said if the Buddha got enlightenment, what about me? Obviously nothing happened. <laughs> so that's life. So then I asked Prabhupada, I said, you have any questions? I said yes, why not Buddhism? You know you're Hindus, why not Buddhism? So Prabhupada gave an answer uh, then answered my question with a question. Can anyone guess what Prabhupada's question to me was? Very typical Prabhupada. Yes, Maharaj.
0: I know what he asked. Ah. Yes, he asked, so what is Buddhism?
2: Yes, he said, because Prabhupada wanted to discuss not isms, he wants to discuss philosophy. So what did I think the Buddha said? Hmm. He wasn't going to tell me what the Buddha said. He wanted to know what philosophy I was thinking. So I said, well, there are fourfold noble and eightfold this, or is it eightfold that and fourfold this? And I started muttering. Finally, I said, I don't know. I can't (laughs) remember. And Prabhupada goes, then why are you asking? (laughs) So at that point, I shut up and just listened. (laughs) So some months later, I was in uh, Calcutta again, and I ran into a devotee who I had met. And he said, we're having a big festival at Mayapur. I didn't know what Mayapur was. We're giving away, uh, we're feeding refugees from the Bangladesh war. I said, that's interesting. So I took a train up to Navadweep and a boat across the river. And uh, my godbrother Tejas was there. He had been in the Peace Corps. When he saw me get off the boat, uh, he we started talking and we're still friends to this day. And he said to me, Would you like to meet Prabhupada? I said, Yes, I'd like to see him again. So he took me in to see Prabhupada. This time, I remembered how stupid I was last time. (laughs) Uh, So um,
0: You weren't going to ask, what is Buddhism? (laughs) What about uh, Buddhism?
2: (laughs) Well, I didn't want to ask any stupid questions. (laughs) I got much more meditative this time. And then the first session I had with Prabhupada, sadly, was not recorded but it was oh. very introductory. Prabhupada says, who are you? What are you doing? Well, mm. I'm, I'm a high school teacher in, in Bihar and uh, you know, I'm from New York area, blah, blah, blah. It just went on and we had a very pleasant conversation. That would have made a much better introduction for the book but that wasn't recorded. Mm-hmm. Then the second session, I went to meet with Prabhupada. He called me back to meet with him. Shama Sundar, his secretary, hit the record button. He said, this is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So then we began discussing, the book begins with discussing science teaching. That's why it began there, but mm. that's not how my conversation with Prabhupada began. It, it, it began from, from a different place. Um, and um, I then accidentally hit the correct formula. Now, what does the Gita say about how to approach a spiritual master? Can someone tell me?
0: Quick. Someone. Someone. Anybody. (laughs) Anybody. Tell me. How do you approach the guru?
1: Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him.
2: Yes. So, I thought in my mind, I'm not going to challenge him. I don't know if he's the bona fide guru. I came to India to find out, but I think he might be, so I'm not going to challenge him. In my mind, I remember thinking that. Second, I was feeding the refugees, so I was rendering service. And then, and then, uh, uh, Madonna Jivana, what happens if you approach him that way? What's the result? He says he can give you the truth because he has seen it. So Prabhupada gave me the, so I accidentally hit the right formula and started approaching Prabhupada. Then Prabhupada quoted a verse to me. And this is very mystical. This is a first verse Prabhupada quoted to me and the last verse he quoted to me. Now, Hmm. um, and I didn't know any Sanskrit and he says it in Sanskrit and asked me if I understand it. That was very mystical. Because Prabhupada knew I didn't know Sanskrit. That was already clear.
0: Um, so which verse was it?
2: Well, I've it... already given a hint. Can anybody remember? It's from my college days.
0: Apichat Sudara Acharu.
2: Yes, yes! <laughs> the first verse he quotes to me is the only verse I knew in English in the whole Gita. The one that... <laughs> For reasons that I can't understand bewildered me uh, when I was in college, because I was a very black and white thinker. I said, you're good or you're evil. You can't be both. I was very linear, yet like a digital computer. Yes or no. And I, I had to retrain my brain to think yes, no, or maybe. <laughs> and the way people think in India or China is yes, no, or maybe, but the way people think in the West is yes or no. For those who are computer geeks, um, uh, the real world is like an analog computer. Um, uh, The Eastern world is like an analog computer. In the West, we think like digital computers for those who are computer geeks. So Prabhupada, I didn't realize till years later that Prabhupada had Quoted the only verse I knew. It all of a sudden hit me. Um, <laughs> so then we engaged in an intimate conversation. And after two days, um, at Gauravanima evening, the wonderful, beautiful, most amazing devotee I maybe ever met came up to me. In the, there were no lights in Mayapur. There were f- seven, 50, 60 devotees and one guest, one English speaking guest, me. And every devotee was very anxious to preach at me.
0: <laughs> Which year was this?
2: 72. Right. Mayapur festival. There was no hmm. Mayapur, there were no buildings, it was just a Bajan Kutir. And, and yeah. a, uh, the only, uh, uh, I mean, the only uh, building in Mayapur. a uh, building. Yeah, yeah. Well, of any kind at all, because we just had tents, um, uh, uh, was this. That was it. The Bajan Kutir. That was smaller uh-huh. than. There was nothing else. We had a men's tent, a women's tent. Uh, there was a third building, an outhouse for Prabhupada, a bathroom, of straw, till someone had the brilliant idea to put a stick of incense in it. And then one minute later, poof, that was gone. <laughs> uh, that did last very long. Amazing how fast it can burn up.
0: <laughs> Dry grass. Um, amazing. It,
2: it, yeah, I mean, we pumped water from a well. There was nothing to buy in Mayapur. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, there were no shops or anything. So, so um, uh, it was full moon evening, and Yamuna comes up to me and says, "You are so fortunate. You are so so fortunate. Prabhupada's giving you all this time." I mean, I was with Prabhupada all day every day. He's every time I would be serving prasadam, and somebody would run, "Prabhupada wants to see you." And I'd go back to see him. This is happening multiple times a day. because uh, Prabhupada realized with 70 zealous preachers, he better protect me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't know, you know, Everyone was under 30, and most were under 25, many were under 20, and everyone was enthusiastic to preach.
0: How old were you at this time?
2: 22.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And there was one victim. Uh, one person to talk to. Uh, no one victim. So, <laughs> so then uh, Yamuna came up with tears rolling down her eyes. She said, You are so lucky. And the, her eye tears were glistening in the moonlight. There was no light but from the moon, full moon, Gorpanima. You're so lucky. Uh, Prabhupada's giving me all time. And she basically gave me what we call in those days a love bomb, like a bomb an airplane drops, a love bomb. And she dropped so much love on me, it scared me. So I went into the rice patty behind the pandal. I mean, it was dry season, so it wasn't wet. I went in there and just collapsed and did something I normally don't do. I just started crying like a baby. Mm. I was thinking, I can ask so many theoretical questions of Prabhupada, but I don't wanna lose my hair and all these things. And it got very scary to me. I got very scared. The next day, Prabhupada calls me in. So you have some questions. I said, yes, but I have to leave now and go back to my teaching assignment. And Prabhupada goes, do not talk L-E-A-V-E. Leave. Talk L-I-V-E. (laughs) Live. And I said, so, you want me to stay? And Prabhupada goes, Yes, please stay. And I said, Okay. And he said, Good boy, like you say to your dog. <laughs> so, at that point, I knew I was Prabhupada's dog. And then our conversations changed and they got very personal. It wasn't me asking hypothetical questions, it got into an intimate discussion in which I had to reveal my mind in sometimes embarrassing ways and mm. uh, everything changed. So uh, I was told to speak the inner story of perfect questions. I probably went on too long, but since I was told to speak about it. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, wonderful. For those of you who have heard me tell this story in other venues, I apologize to you. For having <laughs> I'm to sure they appreciate hearing again. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so I'll stop here and answer any questions or any discussions or anything you like. By
0: I would way, have I, so I, I many just... things to say, but I want to give chance to others. Uh-huh. I want to also call attention on the chat. We have uh, Varsha oh. Das from Serbia has sent you a note. Do you see it there?
2: Uh, L- let me see, I-, I now I'm scrolling through the notes. Uh, what was that name again, please?
0: Bharat Varsha.
2: I see it. Uh, um, Cause of them, I became attracted finding the right answers that bugged me. First book I read and blow my mind. Oh, uh, thank you very much, Bharat Varsha. Very good. <laughs> By the way, Bharat Varsha, I have two services in the ISKCON now, well, three. I help out with the Bhakti Center in New York, but two main ones. The Bhakti, the ISKCON resolve conflict resolution. i um, yeah. co director of that. And uh, the other one is a Bhakti Vedanta Institute. And we spend a lot of time at the Bhakti Vedanta Institute discussing Bhart Varsha. <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah. of time discussing what is Bhart Varsha,
0: the, co- the
2: cosmic. Up with a book soon discussing is the earth flat? I'll give you a hint. No. Oh. <laughs> but some people think it is because they misunderstand Bart Varsha from the Fifth Canto.
0: <laughs> I suppose a lot of people ask you that: <laughs> Is the Earth flat?
2: And and did we go to the moon? And how far is the moon? Right. Uh, these are yeah. the most common bi questions, um, and uh, uh, like that. And we're. Publish it. We're going to be publishing on all these things for everyone's yeah. benefit.
0: Um, I I sent on the chat a link uh to the Institute for Higher Studies. So anyone wants to look and see. Uh this is a new initiative since what two years now. Um, oh actually, that you've sort of revived.
2: It's actually been but the- you
0: you're one of the years. founders. Six years.
2: Um, uh, I was one of the original, uh, uh BI devotees, uh, uh, back in, uh, uh, that was, um, nineteen, uh, here it is, uh, nineteen seventy seven, um, we had no. the first international <laughs> conference on life, comes from life, one month before Prabhupada left us. And that's me in the center and Subdamadar and Sadaputa and Madhava and Gyana. And this is a Krishna Balaram Mandir, and these are Prabhupada's five nerds.
0: Yeah, you, like, you look like a real nerd there. <laughs> with, your, uh, with your cute ties, you all look so cute.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. One night, Prabhupada was so ill and he couldn't see very well. So every night he'd, at the conference, he'd call us into uh, his room, and he would want to know our sankirtan scores because we're having a conference in which we were having uh, some big scientists came, and um, and then we were discussing does life come from life or matter. So Prabhupada wanted to know our sankirtan scores. Meaning, what were their arguments and what were your arguments? So we would tell Prabhupada, and he was very pleased. And one night we walked in and Tama Krishna Maharaj says, Prabhupada couldn't see very well then. Oh, your scientists are here. They're wearing suits and ties. And Prabhupada goes, get them chairs. Of course, there were only one <laughs> chair. So two of us sat on one chair and the rest of us squatted down like this, pretending we were on chairs because we didn't what to... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were then a floor society. You know, now we're a geriatric society to some degree. <laughs> and and you better have chairs for us. Otherwise, we're not yeah.
1: going
0: <laughs> to. Uh, you also mentioned ISKCON Resolve. Some devotees may not be aware that ISKCON Resolves exist. If you can say something in about, you know, two minutes, we usually stop um at this time. Of course, oh, we I'm like to keep long. talking for hours, but...
2: Oh, I didn't leave enough time for questions. I apologize.
0: No, that's okay. We'll have, you, we'll have you on again sometime. Uh,
2: uh, okay, um, ISKCON Resolve. This was started by Braja Bihari in 2002. And I was the first class of trainees. And the idea was that there's always conflict among human beings. Um, and there has to be a better way than a hierarchy going up to the boss, okay, let me go see the guru, the temple president, and the GBC and make decisions. It was just tearing us kind of apart. So we said, there has to be a better way. And um, Braja Bihari was able to recruit this Harvard uh, scholar to come to Mayapur twice to convince the GBC that there's a better way and we formed Iskan Resolve. And uh, so we try to resolve conflicts among devotees. By and, mediation. Uh, uh, by mediation, uh, by uh, 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 careful listening, by attentive listening. Sometimes that's all somebody wants, is just some, somebody to talk to. Uh, by mediation is our main uh, approach and 80 90% of the time the differences are resolved and the cases can be very you're a
0: professional yeah you're a yeah, professional I, mediator as well
2: yeah i as am as well as I've
0: being gone, a professional geologist
2: <laughs> yeah uh, i've gone back to school uh, for mediation and i have you know certificates and certified by the courts and all of that so yeah. um, It's a good, uh, see, when I joined the movement, um, um, I had a problem. To me, Samadarshana was a great importance to me. Very, very important to me. But um, um, when I joined the movement, it was sometimes us and the karmis, us and them. And I was starting to lose my sense of Samadarshana. So by taking up mediation, it enabled me to get a feel for Samadarshana. And uh, that, that was very important to me. Um, I can put one other thing on the screen here before I go that I think is uh, very useful. Something uh, Krishna Shetra Maharaj, uh, you helped us out with. Uh, let me pull it up very quickly. This is the Gita values. I believe you were an editor of that for us, weren't you? Was I? The Gita values. No Shanika, I thought you might have. I could be mistaken. Uh, Here it is. Uh, With the help of Shanika Rishi and others, we formed um, a, um, we developed values for ISKCON based on the Gita. And these are the eight values, equal vision, freedom of choice, non-violence, teaching by example, uh, humility, God, I just got to work on that one, and affection. And uh, we we thought that if ISKCON could be guided by these values, ISKCON would become a much uh, stronger institute.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and uh, Shanika Rishi and Mary Rowe, who I think you might've met, our advisor, and uh, Henry and others, we all worked on this for a while, Sesha. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wonderful. Um, we won't keep you longer. I know you have a full day of uh, program. Sometime we want to have you again, and sometime we want to also have your good wife, Mother Bhakti, Okay, uh, She, I'll tell the devotees, she is a professional uh, family counselor. That's her kind of designation, isn't it?
2: Yeah, she's a marriage and family therapist. And uh, when we were in Slovenia, we actually, um, she set up a counseling day for devotee couples.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and there was probably a long line but at There her was, door.
2: <laughs> there was a very long line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, we won't keep you. There is a very nice question here from Deva Sri Radhika, uh, but I think it's gonna take, um, to give it proper attention, we should wait if you don't mind, uh, Deva Sri. Uh It's, uh, yeah, we'll leave it for another time.
2: I like that question a lot. So yeah. um, um, uh, uh, I, I am going, one, question i can answer i am going to post the gita values into the uh, i can post it into the chat if you like
0: yes please do
2: um just take me just a brief moment here and no it should uh, appear in the chat in <clears throat> just a moment and then you just click on it and it's yours Uh, and uh, I will also, um, if there's somebody would like to correspond with me on ISKCON Resolve or uh, Bhaktivedanta Institute or um, um, how to tell jokes while giving a Bhagavatam class and get away (laughs) with it, um, I'll post it.
0: That's very kind of you. I was, I was going to warn the devotees, don't, don't snow you under with uh, emails and questions, but you're very kindly inviting, so I won't keep anyone from <laughs> connecting with you. Uh, yeah. Thank you again so much. Um, but yeah, before we end, because we do want to catch your Gita values if you find it,
2: Oh, oh, um, you know, I I didn't, did I post it? I might not have posted it properly. I'm gonna uh, click it again, and this time I'll do it properly. I think I did it. um, Let me try this again. Uh, um, Yeah. Uh here it is. Okay. Okay. Now now it should be there for everyone.
0: Yes, now we have it. Okay. Yeah. So let's I, all download it before we close the session. <laughs> it, uh, uh, and some temples
2: have adopted that as their core values.
0: Yeah. This yeah, is how we
2: deal with each other. It, it's based on relationships. What should our relationships? What values should our relationships be built upon?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar with it myself. But it's very good that we have it, and it would be a nice subject uh, for, for the rest of us, uh, a topic for us to talk about in one of our Saturday sessions, if you like. I see nodding heads. Kavari is nodding. <laughs> okay. Brahmatirtha Prabhu, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me.
2: Sorry, I didn't leave enough time for questions. Sometimes I my, travel on a little bit, but um, uh, people yeah, we'll, that. No, story. it
0: makes it. Now we have a good excuse to pester you again. And I would, please convey my best to Mother Bhakti.
2: I will. And uh, Maraj, we expect you to come, stay at our BI house, use our library, which is also, we have privileges at the university library. And I prefer to stay
0: at your, uh, thank you, but I prefer to stay at your house as I did for two weeks, because then I get such nice, uh, I get get totally spoiled.
2: (laughs) We would love uh, for you to stay (laughs) here. I mean, we would love that and and these weird covid times we urge everyone of you to be safe yes um, i've had my shots and it works because every time i go past a 5g tower i light up so i know it's <laughs> working
0: <laughs> okay on that happy note <laughs> Thank you Srila Prabhupada Kijai Ananta Gotivaisnava Vrinda K.J. in Gora Premanande, Anande Haribol Haribol Hare Krishna
1: Hare Krishna
0: Krishna Jai Guru Maharaj Hare Krishna Haribol We have Hare by Krishna. the way Brahma Tirta all the way from Beijing we have uh, we have devotees here and Argentina so we're spread around a bit.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, such, such a nice program. You do this every week.
0: Yes, yeah, since, the, since the pandemic started last um, April we started.
2: This the pandemic's a double-edged
0: sword. This is the blessing yeah. side. Yeah, this is the blessing side.
2: I never would have met all of you without the pandemic. Right. So, uh, Dr. Covid has taken away some of our dear friends, but it has also connected many of us.
0: Yes, that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> okay, Hare it's lunchtime over here now, so I'll say goodbye.
2: Oh, just, just as, uh, 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 send me fax me some.
0: Okay, will do. <laughs> <laughs> Hare
2: Hare.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Hare Krishna